0: The FT The nineteenth World Festival of Sacred Music opens this weekend in Fez in Morocco and ends next Saturday with Patti Smith. True to the festival's melting pot spirit, the godmother of punk will be preceded by Syria's Asala Nasri and France's Aisha Redouan, among the highlights on offer in this beautiful Berber city. Berbers have been much on my mind. The term Berber is related to the area once called Barbary, that exotic, terrifying land whose raiding corsairs haunted the European imagination. Barbary was derived from the Romans with their acute sense of the barbarian other. For the Greeks, a barbarian was a non-Greek speaker whose babbling sounded like Barbar. Hence, barbarism, something from another culture deemed to be undesirably alien. I felt like a barbarian among the civilised, The Peruvian Nobel laureate Mario Vargas Llosa told a Paris audience last week, reminiscing on his youthful experiences in the city. Perhaps his words struck a chord in a country protective of its identity. There has been soul-searching recently over whether French universities should teach courses in English, a piquant topic in a culture already uptight about Anglophone barbarisms. The thought of... French academicians fretting over les skateboards and les snackbars has long tickled English speakers. Our own is an endearingly mongrel language, although if English really were a mongrel, it would be, I imagine, the colonial kind that crashes unnervingly into other people's picnics to bring back linguistic goodies. Next Thursday, Oxford University Press is bringing out a new edition of a famous compilation of such goodies, Hobson-Jobson, the definitive glossary of British India. The term Hobson-Jobson, meaning native festal excitement, originated from a mishearing of the lamentation Yahasan Yahussein at the Shia festival Muharram. A Hobson-Jobson is now a term for such assimilations, and the window display of this emporium of English in whose dim recesses are piled dungarees, tiffin, pyjamas, juggernauts, and much else. In her introduction, literary historian Kate Telsher traces the fascination English-language writers have had with Hobson-Jobson since it was first compiled by Henry Yule and A.C. Burnell in 1886. An early admirer was Rudyard Kipling, whose own coinages found their way into the 1903 edition, through to Anthony Burgess, Tom Stoppard, and Salman Rushdie, who has long savoured, as he calls it, this linguistic kedgery. But earlier generations didn't always have such warm feelings towards Hobson Jobsons. In the late 1700s, Telcher informs me, Indian loanwords were seen as a linguistic equivalent to the corrupt practices of the Nabobs, the officials of the East India Company. Such words, she says, were associated with greed, its users as parvenus. It's notable that this year's Fez Festival, in hosting the great flamenco artist Paco de Lucia, and the Turkish Mevlevi Ensemble, amply represents the Strait of Gibraltar and Bosphorus. Where most Europeans would see such cultural interchange as positive, the same cannot be said, alas, for linguistic barbarisms. There are rising tensions between French and Flemish, and between Russian and Ukrainian speakers. In my neck of the woods, Barcelona, there is now real anxiety among many Catalan speakers that not only will Catalan be contaminated by Spanish, but possibly displaced by it altogether. A while ago, I was in rural Catalonia when the half-British, half-Spanish daughter of a friend pointed at a man abseiling high on a limestone ridge. Look at that man penjandoing, she said, an inventive term formed from penjar, the Catalan to hang, ando, the Spanish gerund form, and the English gerund ing, a terrific one-word specimen of what can only be called spatilish. Many Catalans laugh when I tell them about this coinage, but many dote. One Catalan newspaper has an admonitory column on barbarisms, and purists tweet examples of barbarisms to guard against. All I can say is that I hope a fledgling Catalan writer somewhere, who knows, perhaps the language's future Nobel laureate, ignores such strictures. Certain writers will always yearn to transgress. Renaissance Spain was a fanatically purist culture, but either in spite of or because of that, it produced Don Quixote. Cervantes spent five grim years as a prisoner of Barbary slavers, picking up the Mediterranean mishmash of languages known as Sabir. Did that later help shape his generous, sweeping, novelistic vision of the world? I'd like to think so. What is indisputable is the hybrid nature of flamenco, with its roots deep in the plangent music of Arabs and Berbers. Flamenco even has a Hobson-Jobson. It's ay-ay, probably coming from the Arabic ya'in, OI, oh, as in the eyes you see with. An interjection that may be in evidence this weekend for those lucky enough to be listening to the unsettling voice of Carmen Linares hanging, or even penjandoing, on the night air of Fez. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.